are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. A full show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about that Courtney podcast that I did yesterday that has definitely uh, struck up some opinions uh, from people. We've got more information regarding Charity as the Bachelorette. My thoughts almost kind of putting two to two and two together now, kind of thinking outside the box of what we can expect in the next couple of weeks. More on my 10-minute rant about fan bases yesterday. We're going to talk a little, about, a little bit about the challenge. The new season already started. World Challenge on MTV and Paramount Plus. Survivor with episode two last night. And yes, I watched it. Farmer Wants a Wife. I'll give you my early thoughts on that. We'll get to that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Trivia Star. Trivia Star has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple Store and is the number one trivia game on the App Store. Download it today to challenge yourself. Go to the Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Also, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's get started and talk about, first off, the podcast I did with Courtney yesterday. It brought up a few things. Yes, we both were very critical of Nick Vial with every reason to be. I tell the story. If you haven't listened to it yet, you've had 24 hours, so I think I can share now the main thing that I shared, the story that I've never talked about before. But there is so much more tea spilled by myself, more more along the lines of stories. Uh, Courtney spilled some tea. All you got to do is go to her podcast, Off Contract. You can get it free on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Just go to her show, Off Contract, by Courtney Robertson, and it's the latest show in there. You'll see it. She's only had eight shows so far, and you'll see it. But, um, yeah, I told the story of back in 2011, I had was, was notified by somebody that they had pictures of the final rose ceremony when this was Ben Flanick's season. They, I can't remember if they told me it was Ben and Courtney. They just said, I've got pictures from Switzerland of them on the mountain. And FaceTime wasn't around back then. I don't know why I didn't think of maybe doing some sort of video messaging with them. Certainly we couldn't have FaceTimed. But basically they could not email me the pictures because they could not take that chance, which is understandable. I had never dealt with this person before. So they lived in New York. I booked a ticket to New York for a day. I met them at a some bar and God knows where I am I can't remember where it was. This was over ten years ago. I just remember it was not it wasn't some like American bar. It was I wanna say it was like Czechoslovakian or something like that. And he's sitting at the bar, opens up his laptop, I see the pictures, and I was like, That's the confirmation I need. That's Ben and Courtney, certainly in Switzerland. And this was in December, three weeks before her I mean, I met him in the first week of December. I didn't release a spoiler till about a week later. December 14th was the exact date, 2011. 
and then Ben's season started first Monday in January. So I released that Ben was engaged to Courtney because I had seen the picture. Those pictures ended up getting out, I think, about a week or two before the season finale aired. So I want to say end of February of 2012, maybe beginning of February 2012, the same pictures that I saw that night in New York at a bar by a guy who had hit me up on email saying he had pictures ended up on some website. I don't remember what it was, Radar or I don't even remember who who posted them. But they came out like a week or two before. So even if you didn't know the spoiler from when I had posted it months before, there was proof out there about a week or two before Ben's finale that, yeah, clearly he had picked Courtney. <clears throat> but, yeah, that was – I'd never shared that story before. But when Courtney had reached out to me last year, when she was on the podcast, I believe in October, I knew she was starting a podcast. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save a story that I've never told you. I'll save it for your podcast. So I did. The other thing that came out of yesterday's podcast was the fact that it certainly looks like, and her and I spoke again last night, that it looks like Courtney and her husband are coming to the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party. So I guess even though she hasn't booked her flights yet, she basically said, Steve, I'm in. We're, we, Me and my husband have not been to Vegas together in all the time we've been uh, dating and now married. I'm like, okay, well, you got to go. And she's like, we're absolutely going. They just, you know, they've got three months to get together a sitter and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not doubting. I'm going to promote Courtney is going to be there. She has told me she's going to, she plans on buying her tickets today. She said, so her, her flight out there. So, uh, looks like Courtney's going now. The problem is I don't have many spots left. I have maybe six. I, so it's pretty full and I only, I, yeah, I mean, if you want in, you can certainly get in, but you have to email me today because I don't know how many people now are going to be like, oh, I want to go. You know, I, I literally have six spots left. It's going, it's first come, first serve. So whoever books first, um, that's who gets it. So if you're interested, email me at steve at realitysteve.com and we'll take it from there and I will keep you updated. But, for sure. Uh, it's going to be fun to have Courtney there. A couple of other people I'm thinking I'm inviting. Uh, but like I said, the, the party is basically full now. I could maybe get 10. I mean, I, the other thing is there are people that cancel last minute. So there is a chance, like if you email me today or tomorrow and I'm booked, there is a chance, you know, I could put you on a waiting list, but I wouldn't be able to guarantee anything until about two weeks beforehand when I know for sure if anybody cancels. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, I'd be great to, uh, to see Courtney again, meet her. I've never met her husband. So, uh, it'd be great to see them. And I, and I know that she'll, she's really excited about going to the party. Now you heard her yesterday and she's like, Oh yeah, I'll talk to people there and spill the tea again. <laughs> so yeah. So such a fun conversation. Again, if you want to go listen to it, a lot of tea spilled really is sharing stories about Courtney and I's past, how we got to know each other, the conversations we've had about things, the Ari stuff. It's a lot. It's a lot there. So go check it out. It's called Off Contract, and you can listen to it. The interview was like an hour and 40 minutes. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, 
The other thing that I was talking about yesterday in my column, I don't remember if I talked about it on the Daily Roundup, but yesterday in my column, I was kind of thinking out loud of, well, now that I have it confirmed that once the Women Tell All taping was over and Jesse went to charity at the tapings, like maybe went into her dressing room or stopped her in the hallway, but they basically told her, you are going to be our next Bachelorette. It wasn't in front of the crowd, so it's not going to be announced. The crowd did not know. But they told Je- they told Charity that she got the gig. This will be shown next Tuesday night, which means once we get our Bachelorette announcement next Tuesday night, all things are now pointing to it's going to start filming next weekend. I'm hearing next Saturday or Sunday, 18th or 19th is when it's going to start. So that means that the men are going to get released on the Bachelorette website probably at the latest Thursday, but more than likely Wednesday, and it's going to suck because, um, you know, I'm on the plane to Vegas on Wednesday, and the last thing I want to do in Vegas is be searching for guys' last names and Instagram accounts. Like, every time the, the, the cast comes out and they say, here are the potential men for charity season, I have them by the end of the day. I have every single guy's first and last name and Instagram account. And if it's not every guy, it's basically 95% of them. So if I have to do that on my first day in Vegas, I have to do that. I'm not going to be thrilled about it. But I tell you, if Charity, if once they show this on Tuesday night, that means that cast list is getting released on Wednesday or Thursday because they start filming next weekend, which then means I'm sure there's going to be a segment on the live after the final rose of Zach's season on Monday, March 27th, I'm sure there's going to be a segment with Charity in it. You know, bring her out. But she'll be seven, eight days into filming at that point. So now, if I'm a producer, and this is just me guessing, but if I'm a producer, I absolutely make that into a group date or someone has a one-on-one that day and they're either in the audience because, you know, that segment is like, what, 15 minutes? where they would bring Charity on and she would talk about, oh, yeah, but this time it's actually a good little twist. This time, instead of introducing our Bachelorette and talking about her journey and introducing her to five of her men, she'll already be a week into filming. And she can talk about how it's been so far. And that day, I got to believe, is a date day because once filming starts, there are no days off until travel outside of the day, uh, the, the, the night after night one is an off day so they can move into the mansion. So they'll be seven or eight days into filming, still be in L.A. I think that'd be a great opportunity for them to either show us who her one-on-one date is or say, hey, I've got she, she's up on the couch, she's talking to Jesse, and she's like, yeah, I've got a group, day, group uh, after party later on tonight. And I think it's a good little twist. But she's going to be in filming, and that day will be a day of filming, so you might as well use it and turn it into um, maybe introducing us to a group of her guys if it's a group date day. Maybe introduce us to one of her guys who she happens to have a one-on-one date with that day. We don't know. But if I'm a producer, that's what I do because this is the first time in history they've ever started filming The Bachelorette before The Bachelor ended airing. And I think that's a good little twist. I just was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, gosh, when she comes on the show, she'll already be a week into filming. So it's going to be totally different than the past times where they've introduced us to our new Bachelorette on the at live after the final rose show, had a conversation, and then, you know, a lot of times they've brought out five guys like, hey, you know, here's here's five of your men for this season, and it's really awkward because they don't know how to act yet and all this stuff. So 
she'll be almost a seasoned pro at that point. A full season of Zach behind her, a week into filming of her own season. I think it's a great idea, but hey, I don't produce the show. Who knows if they'll listen to me? I wanted to talk a little bit more about fan basis, what I had my rant on yesterday. And, you know, like I said, I think this is something where when I talk about this, yes, I talked about Aaron and Nate because those were the only two that were sent to me. And I said, look, if there's more, please let me know. There is a reader that did some digging and they said the other ones that they found who are on fan basis are Avon Jones, Logan Palmer, Jordan Vandergriff, Johnny DeFilippo, Victoria Larson, James Clark, Meatball, Lace Morris, Brendan Quinn, Serena Chu. So the message goes out to all of them as well. I think this is wrong. I think you can build your brand a different way other than scamming your fans because that's what this is. You're taking money from fans I, you know, everyone's not charging a hundred bucks to have one of the people from the bachelor follow you. That's Aaron's price sheet. I didn't look at anybody else's price sheet other than Nate's and Nate's was a lot less than a hundred to, to have him follow you. But I'm sorry. I have a major problem with anybody, but in this particular case, Aaron Clancy, because he charges a hundred dollars, it's like, give me a hundred dollars. And all he has to do is press follow on his phone. That's it. And then if you want any sort of interaction with him, you got to keep feeding him more money. That's absolutely a ripoff, and it's a scam, and you're taking advantage of your fans. There's no other way around it to me. Unless, of course, like I said yesterday, if all this money is going to some sort of charity or goodwill or they're, they're taking the proceeds from this and putting it somewhere other than their pockets, then I'm cool with it. But there's no way to ever truly know and I honestly don't think most of these people are donating this money to charity. I just don't. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll admit that I'm wrong. But they're going to have to do a lot of jumping through hoops to prove to people that that's where their money is going. And none of them, at least what I saw, said on their profile, all proceeds from fan basis will go to so-and-so. So I don't believe this is all just them pocketing it because it's, look, I understand it's easy money. I have never said don't build your brand. But build your brand through getting brand deals. Build your brand by doing appearances, doing signings, stuff like that. Do an ad. Don't build your brand by saying, pay me $100 and I'll follow you on Instagram. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. All of them. I'm not saying, hey, you should be ashamed of yourselves or whatever. I would just say, put a little more thought into it. And when you're building your brand, don't say yes to everything. I think all those people, Avon, Logan, Jordan, Johnny, Victoria, Meatball, Lace, Brendan, Serena, just think of another way to make money. You don't have to do this. You're scamming your fans by charging them for stuff that's literally not taking any time out of your day. If they pay you to leave a comment, make a video, like I said, okay, whatever. The video stuff is where, okay, I understand that because that's basically cameo. But, hey, to have Aaron Clancy like one of your pictures, give him $70. To have Aaron Clancy follow you on Instagram, give him 100 Well, what guarantee is that after you give him 100 about a month later he unfollows you? 
Like what? I understand the consumer is just at fault here. I said that yesterday. I'm not like only going after the influencers here. If you're a consumer and you're paying him for that, yeah, you've got issues too, because that's just dumb. It's a waste of money. You get nothing out of it. They're laughing in your face that you're willing to pay them that type of money for them to do literally hit a button on their phone. So that's my whole issue. It wasn't just going after the influencers. It's like, hey. It's just have another way to make money. And you all can by doing ads, by getting brand deals. It's almost like if you signed up with Fansided, it's almost proving you can't get a brand deal. Because why would you need this money, this type of money, doing this to your fans who follow you? The cameo stuff, I get. The other stuff on fans, uh, on, on fan basis... I don't understand at all, and I'm disappointed that people are charging that much uh, to their fans and taking advantage of them because that's basically scamming them. It really is. All right, let's talk about some reality shows from last night. I did not know that the World Challenge was on MTV. I mean, it's great, but it's also on Paramount+, Plus, and Paramount+, Plus released the first two episodes yesterday. So I watched it yesterday afternoon, and then I see in my DVR recordings late last night, World Championship was in there, and I'm like, I go to it, and I was like, oh. So they aired the first episode on MTV. But I saw the two with no commercials on Paramount Plus four hours earlier. I'm like, okay, I win here. <laughs> no commercials for me, and I got two episodes. So that definitely helps that I don't have to watch it on MTV because I don't want to deal with Even though I can fast-forward to commercials, it's just that I can get it earlier in the day. I don't know what time it went up. Maybe it was noon or something, but they were there. And when I watched them around three or four o'clock yesterday. So you know how the bachelor is kind of obsessed with old naked people or at least old shirtless people back to back episodes. We had an old naked couple follow Ariel and Zach into the sauna and then into a hot tub. And then this past week in Budapest, we had Zach and Brooklyn in a bathhouse and talking to old shirtless people. I'm convinced now that MTV is as, a, is as obsessed with slow-mo video of people throwing up as The Bachelor is with showing us old people naked. And they're, they're obsessed. They love the drinking challenge where it's like maggot guts in a shake and whatever. And I get that people are going to throw up when you try to consume that. But why do we always have to get 1,500 slow-mos of people throwing up? Ugh. It's just a little much. It's like, okay, we get it. This stuff doesn't taste good. They're going to get sick. You don't need to keep showing people throwing up in slow motion. Now, this whole idea of the World Challenge, I really like it. I'm already, again, anything challenge I'm going to like. And yes, 12 of the people I don't even really know. Australia and UK and Argentina. I obviously don't watch any of those challenge seasons. This is the first time I saw any of those 12 people appear on my TV screen. So I'm going to have to get used to their names. I still don't know all the teams, but the legends are there. And I'm guessing the final is going to be run by mostly the people that we're familiar with. And I like the format though. I, I'm really enjoying this. It looks like there's going to be a lot of drama. It looks like some really cool, challenges. I'm interested to see TJ's final 
on this season, especially after we just had a 100-hour final on Ride or Dies. The previews obviously give a lot away. I don't really slow it down to see, okay, who's still here and who's doing this. I just I don't want to be spoiled, but I'm already sold. I'm looking forward to it. World Challenge on MTV and Paramount+. Plus. Check it out if you're a Challenge fan. Survivor last night. I'm going to say this, and maybe this isn't going to be a popular opinion. I'm already over Carolyn. I, it's too much. I If this is the way she is in real life, that's fine. I just find it incredibly annoying. I do. I don't think she's funny whatsoever. And, you know, no hate to her. I just, it, she's not my cup of tea. I don't want to, I don't want to see her on this show. I was hoping she was going to get eliminated last night with an idol in her purse. Even though she doesn't even know which idol she has. You know, this whole thing, it's like she's really getting edited as a ditzy blonde. And it could be like, oh, Steve, you're being fooled. She's like probably like a mastermind behind the scenes. No, I don't think so. I think she's enjoying this character that she's playing. It's just, it's not for me. I'm sure she's a nice woman. I'm sure her son is great. She's just not for me. I I, I'm, I want less of her. I'm, I'm, I'm already just not interested in her storyline whatsoever. And it looks like her thinking that the coin that was in that cage that she found the key to, her think, she thinks the coin is the idol and the beads are a nothing because the other guy found it in the other tribe and he said the beads were the idol and the coin was nothing like a, 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 um, a fake. So I can't, I, I would assume that's the same for everything in that, in all three cages, the, the prize in the cages is all has a coin and all has beads. She held up the coin and said, I've got the idol. So she's, and she's, Unless she goes back and reads the paperwork, which didn't look like she did, she's never going to know. And she's going to play that thinking she has an idol and it's going to be wrong. So if that's what happens, I'll probably laugh and be happy. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I just, she's not for me. It's too much. It's so over the top. So many facial expressions. It's almost like she's trying to get as much camera time as possible. I just, I don't know. Not for me. She she just isn't. I'm sorry. And finally, I watched Farmer Wants a Wife last night. Four farmers. Each have eight women. They narrowed it down to five in each of their groups. So we only have 20 women left. You know, having 32 women, or excuse me, um, yeah, 32 women to start the show was a bit much. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, who? And they barely, you know, they they showed us the time that each guy got with the women. It was more than, you know, coming out of the limo the first night on The Bachelor. You got to sit down and have a conversation with them. But they weren't going to show us 32 full conversations. So we know the ones they showed more of had a better chance. Brittany, the one who came on my podcast, Peter Krause's ex-girlfriend who came on my podcast years ago. Never got a speaking part last night and was eliminated by Cowboy Ryan. So she's gone off the show, and I don't even know if I want to watch anymore. Because it was just so formulaic. There was nothing about that that I was like, oh, wow, what an interesting twist to reality dating shows. It really wasn't. It was the same stuff that we always see. Will I keep watching? Yeah, probably. I, I 
but I this this better pick up in two or three episodes, or else I'm probably going to be out on it. I just I don't know. It it, it really I, I call I called him Cowboy Ryan. It's Farmer Ryan. That's what they call him. You know, Farmer Allen, Farmer Ryan, Farmer Hunter, and Farmer Brandon. Now they each have five women each who they took back to their ranches. One's in Oklahoma. One's in Tennessee. One was in, uh, I don't even remember where the other one was. It was in, I almost, like, I'll be honest with you. I dozed off in the last five minutes, so, and I didn't bother rewinding. <laughs> so, you know, I like Joe Millionaire better, and I'm not saying that because I'm biased being friends with Annie and, and Amanda, but I don't know. It just doesn't, there's nothing new about this. It just, I understand it's very successful around the country, in different countries, Farmer Wants a Wife apparently is very successful. That's why they brought it here to the States. But having four bachelors and five women with each one left, yeah, as they whittle it down, you'll start to, you know, see who's with each guy and remember their names. But right now it's all too much. And I didn't, and, and nothing about these farmers jumped off the page like, wow, what a catch. One of the guys, Alan, former Alan's just like, he's horrible on camera and he kind of knows he is. He's embarrassed by like, oh my gosh, am I asking the right questions? I'm not really much of a romantic. It's like, don't you want women to tune into this show for the romance and the the whole pageantry of this thing? And you've got a guy who admits he's, you know, it's like, well, then why am I watching you? You know, it just, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's whatever at this point for me. It did not it did not move the needle very much for me last night. Let's just say that they they really need to pick it up in the next few episodes for me to keep interest. But I'll keep you updated and let you know what I think if it gets any better. Thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcast. Very much appreciated. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour and in two hours. My interview with She's All Batch, Stephanie Parker, Jackie Maroney coming on the Thursday podcast for podcast number. What is it, 329? Wow. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!